Welcome back to A Brothers Got Next. As always, it's your boy, Quab, and I'm joined by my partner in crime, D. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Really excited about uh, today's episode and today's show. Yeah, me too. Me too. You know, I know we say that a lot of weeks, and we mean it, of course, but this is a real, real special episode. Like, real special, man. We're we're joined by a legend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're joined by the one and only Brian Salmond of KSNV. News 3, the NBC affiliate in Las Vegas. He's their main sports anchor. Uh, Brian, how you doing? Wow, man? I get legendary static. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the podcast with two legends. My guys, man. Me <laughs> and Young Quab is what I call you, man. Um, hey, thank you for having me on. I, I'm I'm truly honored to be on your show, for real. No, nah, man, it's, it's, it's an honor, man. You know, uh, me and Darian were talking about it for a while. We're like... <sighs> Yeah, man, we should ask Brian. I'm like, oh, man, I don't know, man. He might be busy. You know, he's 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 doing his thing in Vegas. Oh, and we, we don't know. But, we, you know, we reached out, and we're, we're glad that you uh, you, were great. you agreed to come on the show, man. We appreciate yeah, it. I put it like this, man. My feelings was almost hurt that it took me a while. I was like, man, what? They, they don't want to invite a brother to be on their show? They don't want me on their podcast? Nah, no. <laughs> like, dang. <laughs> Nah, Brian. No, like, 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 uh, Quab said, man. Like, again, yeah, the feelings mutual, man. We, you know, you've been a mentor to both of us. Um, I obviously kind of met you through Quab, and I just remember when, you know, one thing I will say is that I remember when I first met you, it was just good to see another African American, you know, especially male in the sports industry, you know, at the time when I was in Vegas. So it was a kind of like an inspiration, you know. I'm like, man, this dude can do it. I you know, I you know, I can. So. You know, I always I always appreciated you for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, nah, man. And and, and uh, I, I appreciate that you appreciate me, man. But um, just like I've told Quab and I've told you the same thing, man. Like, I see myself in you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not right, right, right. What, 10 years older than both of you for the most part, man. So, um, I, you know, I, I people help me along the way. I want to see you guys succeed and always have wanted to see you guys succeed. So I've, I've tried to, you know, just like an OG is supposed to, man, like try to pass along whatever wisdom I got, whatever kind of information I got that'll kind of make your road easier. And man, brothers got next, man. Brothers are supposed to have next and I want y'all to have next. Yeah. So that's- yeah, that's what's up. I like that. I like that. <laughs> now, Brian, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought like how you see yourself in us because it, it takes me all the way back to 2007 <laughs> when I was an, when I was an intern at KT, KTNV. Yeah. KTNV. Yeah. The ABC affiliate of Las Vegas. That was my that was my one of my internships when I was in college, and from the jump, man, it was you and Doug Kazarian, who's now a, um, an anchor with ESPN. Yeah. But yeah, you guys took me under your wing, man. And me and you used to go to the local high schools to cover the high school football games. Remember, remember uh, Skylights with Doug and Brian. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Away. Used to do. I used to. I used to help uh, produce the high school football highlights out in Vegas. Back when I was 23, man, I'm 36 now. It's it's crazy how time is flying. You know, you still young, Quab though. <laughs> I don't know about all that. The funny thing is, you say you're 10 years older, but you still look like you're you look like you're our age. Oh, uh, <laughs> see, I, I well, maybe that. even younger. I appreciate that. Good black don't crack. You know how I go. <laughs> yeah, you know. But now, you know, one of the one of the words of advice you always gave me, and it, it stuck with me since I was 23 years old, is. You know, when I was when I was you know getting ready to graduate and looking for a job in the field, you know, I, I got into the habit of only looking in big cities like I'm looking in New York and in L.A. And you've always said, man, you always said, like, you can't be afraid to move where you got to go, like wherever you got to get to. Because I, 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 Man, once you told me that I was looking at jobs in Wyoming, I was looking <laughs> everywhere because I know you were in 
correct me if I'm wrong, I know you were in Beaumont, Texas for a little bit. You kind of yeah. been around too. Yeah. Um, Missoula, Montana, Beaumont, Texas, oh, wow. like you said. Those are like my small cities. Uh, also, I, I ended up having to go to Eugene, Oregon when uh, when when Channel 13 right. closed down shop as far as like for sports. So, yeah, man. You know, honestly, when I hear you say that, just real quick, is that I almost get emotional thinking about stuff that that – that you remember like little jewels or little stuff that I've said to you, man. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it, 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 as big as a company as ESPN is, I mean, I don't know if you've been to Bristol, Darian can, can, uh, you know, defend me on this. It, it's, it's yeah. not, especially moving from Las Vegas to Bristol, Connecticut. It is the man, you know, being a, a young 20, 20 something year old coming from a, a, a fun, you know, vibrant city like vegas going to bristol it was tough it was tough and i think because of you i wasn't hesitant to even make that move i was like you know what it's the right move it's it's a career move i gotta make if i want to get to that where i want to yeah. get to so yeah. definitely man i definitely uh, remember those words I, I appreciate that man i remember talking to you about that man Are you moving to uh to bristol i remember when d uh, went to bristol i remember talking to you while you were there just kind of like the travel situations yeah. you were going through i've had a number of people that i've worked with that have worked in Bristol, you know this. I mean, and uh, I heard all about it way, way before, and I, I know that it's it's terrible. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> right, right. Talk. It's so bad. I right. had a friend of mine who um I don't think he was there at the time, but uh, his name's Damon Fisher. It's my guy, man. He's now a producer for NBA TV and has. Oh yeah, yeah. I know Damon Fisher. Yeah, I, I never met him, but I've, I've communicated with him via like email and things like that. He was in Atlanta for a while. Yeah, he's still. He went back. And oh, okay. yeah, and, and that's my guy, man. But D, he was at ESPN as a producer, and this is how bad it was up there. He's from uh, Baltimore, but he okay. he left Bristol to move back to Atlanta without a job because he hated it so much. He had he went, oh yeah, man. He went back. But look, listen, I I could definitely relate. Like I don't know if you saw it. So there was an article in the New York Times that came out about, and it's funny because this is kind of the first question I'm gonna kind of ask you to piggyback off of about how, you know, black people, especially like black males, were treated at ESPN. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it was a big, huge issue. Like, and then Quab can even attest to this, like, just the way we were treated and the way you looked at. I mean, obviously, it's not a lot of us, but yeah, it was just not just living there was horrible, but it's just the, the whole environment, the company, you know what I mean? Like, and it's funny, when the article came out, I kind of went on my social media and said, yeah, I, I can't, I'm not going to lie up here. Like, I can concur with everything they're saying you know what i mean Ooh. so yeah Man. so it's it's it, it wasn't the best experience you know like i i would never go back i mean i i appreciate my experience there because you know as as you know my mom and dad always tell me like you know they can't take what's off your resume you no. know what i mean once you're there once you do it you know what i mean it, you you've accomplished that and i'm i'm happy i went there i'm happy with what i experienced because it, it made me kind of shape me the man i am today yeah. and how i treat treat the industry now um, so, you know, it, while it was a bad experience, it, it definitely humbled me and it definitely made me a better person in how to look at the industry and how to kind of navigate through, you know, kind of to now what we're doing. Like, you know, me and Quab always said, man, when we started this, like the big thing with, with us was like, you know, let's do it ourselves. Let's not depend on somebody or have somebody telling us, oh, you should do this. And it's funny when we started this, everybody was like, man, what took y'all so long? You know, like. <laughs> They they foresaw it. They were like, "Yeah, y'all should have been had a podcast." Real talk. You know what I mean, so real talk. I'm, I'm I'm big about I'm big about you know just start doing doing it yourself. And I think 
this industry, this podcasting, it's like it's it's booming. It's like that's the way to go now. Is just starting yourself. You don't need people to like. Obviously, we always need help from people, but as far as getting it started, like you know, I always tell people now. You can do anything. You can do it yourself. Look at me and Quabba. Yeah, you, you can have a vision and a drive, man. That's that's the Brooklyn in you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But one question I want to start off with you is, man, like, you know, obviously you being, you know, as as experienced as you are, and, you know, me and Quabba talk about this all the time, you know, like I said, being being black in this industry, what would you say is for you has, has been, like, being a black man in the sports, industry, sports media industry, what do you, what would you say your experience has been, and what would you kind of, you know, wish things that were better and, you know, things that need to change? That's a, that's an interesting question. Yeah. That's a good question is because it's, it's definitely different for a black man just in, in general to live in America. Right, right. Yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, think about it uh, in schooling and in, in, um, in your uh, professional life as well. And specifically in this business, as you asked, man, it's it's definitely different because you have to think about, okay, one, you're always going to be a minority more than likely, you know, unless you live in Atlanta, right, unless right, you live right, in like yeah. Chocolate City or, you know what I mean? You're, you're, you're not going to have right, a lot right, of people right. that look like you. So um, one, you have to have had some some kind of experience or at least the um, ability to to thrive in an environment where you're not going to see a lot of people that look like you. You know what I mean? To be able to do okay, stuff right. in a professional way. And it's tough, man. It's tough for a lot of people. Thankfully for me, you know, originally, like I came from, from the Bay Area where it's very diverse and I was used to being around people of color. But then I moved to Seattle and finished high school where it's not very diverse. So I, I learned how to, mm -hmm. to, to navigate and, and thrive in that kind of situation. And that experience helped me in this industry because, like, man, my first job, like I said, I, I'm I was I, I lived in Missoula, Montana, right? So <laughs> right, I, right, right. I went from Atlanta, Georgia to Missoula, Montana. You know what I mean? Just think about that. Mm -hmm. I'm going from a place in, in Atlanta that was 70% black to Missoula, Montana that's like point one. Like there's no black. You know what I mean? So right, um, right, right. Yeah, man. And but with that being said, being in this industry and at least being the person that I am, I didn't have it wasn't difficult for me to be able to thrive in that kind of situation just because I had the experience of life of growing up, thankfully, um, around other people than just uh, my own. You know what I mean? So right, people right, have treated right. me well, man, but it, it's, it can be tough. It can be really, really tough, mm -hmm. you know, sitting in a press box and you're the only brother all the time. Man, I'm so glad Darian brought that question up because, you know, I've been fortunate enough too. in the in the 10 plus years, 10 years I've been in this industry. I've been with ESPN, CBS Sports and now NFL Network. And the story has been the same at all three places. While I'm grateful for the opportunity, there just aren't a lot of people that look like me at all these places, particularly even now. You know, they're, they're, I'm one of the few uh, black people. And if you want to talk about black women, I haven't worked with a black woman in I can't even tell you the last time I. Are I you serious? It's been a while. It's been a while. Wow. You know, wow. it's been a long time. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad that Darian brought that up. And just uh, going back to what you said about ESPN, and, and I'm glad Darian, you know, brought that up. And I'm thankful for the opportunities I got there as well. But I, I think we all kind of felt that same way. You know, like, are we being passed on for particular opportunities because maybe we're African American? And I'm not going to dive too deep into it 
um, same with CBS. Where we passed, we ha- was I passed up because of what I look like? I I don't know, but I was I always tried to be aware of my surroundings and kind of aware of how I was treated compared to other people, and I I always kind of let that you know, resonate with me and, and not let it necessarily bring me down. Just kind of try to keep my head above water. But yeah, I, I've, I've, like, sure. yeah I've always tried to be aware of, of kind of like what's going on. And, you know, and I think just keeping that positive mindset, man, because it can it can be very discouraging, <laughs> you know, seeing what, everything that's going on. So, yeah, man, that that shocks me, man. I, I didn't know that you would you had not worked with any black women None at CBS and none at uh at NFL Network currently. That that's crazy to me. That is that's. But I mean, yeah, Brian. I worked with one black woman when I was in at Sirius XM Radio. That's it. And I, I'm being 100 percent with. I've been at CBS Radio. Obviously, you you know we met when we had ESPN Radio, where there was really no black people yeah. really. <laughs> and then, uh, and obviously, I worked at ESPN. And at ESPN, you know, we worked with. Black females. Yeah, yeah, but yes, that's all I'm saying. It's, exactly. I, it hasn't been since yeah. ESPN. Yeah. Right. But everything after ESPN, like, yeah, wh- whether I was with, you know, Sirius XM Radio, CBS Radio, only only at Sirius XM Radio, I worked with one black woman who was a producer wow. like me, and that was it. How many brothers were there? In the, uh, so it was me. So the one, the one thing I would say about Sirius was Sirius was pretty diverse because it was – Four of us, it was like four or five brothers there that were producers. That's so true. that's one thing I will give Sirius. Sirius was very diverse. And like I said, they had a black woman that's a producer there. I mean, she was the, she really was the only woman, you know, in the whole oh, group. Period. You know what I mean? But it was a black okay. woman. So, yeah, that's the only place I can give credit to where I've been. I'm like, okay, you know what? Like, Sirius was, they were very diverse. You know what I mean? But everywhere else, like when I was at CBS Radio, no. I was, yeah. it was me and... Yeah, pretty much that That's was it. Wow. That's really, really wild. You know what? I mean, for me, um, and you guys probably know this, and maybe we're going to ask about this, but I mean, me being back in Vegas, um, the station that I'm with now, Channel 3, is very diverse. Uh, That's great. Especially That's great. for Vegas. Like, we have a lot of, we have a lot of black women on air. Um, there's a, a significant amount of, like, black women and, and black men behind the scenes. But in Las Vegas on air, which is still just amazing to me that I'm the only black man on television in Las Vegas doing anything. Oh. Wow. You, you, you wow. got your, you, you up on billboards out there, aren't you? You got some yeah. billboards. <laughs> <in there? laughs> they, they have on the video billboard. That's crazy to me, man. Like that, besides like finally buying a house, that I felt like I made it. I was like, I can't believe I'm on a billboard. That's crazy. Yeah, like, and, and you know, you having two beautiful young daughters, like it must be cool for them to see that. And like, wow, that's dad, you know? <laughs> well, the thing is, it's one of those billboards that kind of rotate, so it's not like always just on there. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you know, it is it is wild, man. That they they see me on TV or whatever, like my wife will take pictures of them watching me on TV and send it to me. You know, it, it it's kind of emotional. Like, oh wow, look at my babies looking at me. It, it's it's pretty cool, man. Yo, and they're, and they're, and just to jump, you know, to to talk about that for just a little bit, man. Your daughters are so cool. They're so young, and like, I'll never forget the last time I saw you. I went to dinner with you and your family. I think we were on the strip. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just uh, uh, remind me of your youngest daughter's name. I know Nia's your oldest. Yeah, Layla. Layla's. Le- yeah, so remember Layla. Yeah, Layla let me hold her hand as we were walking through the mall. I'm like, man, this is so cool. She's so friendly, you know. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, Uncle Quab, man. Like man, <laughs> you saw, um, you saw like Layla before she was born in New York because my wife was pregnant with her. 
That's yeah. right. And then uh, wow. you got a chance to see him board. Yeah, man. Like D, man, we gotta we gotta link up next time you come to Vegas, man. Oh yeah, no question. No, no. Me and Quab already talked about that. Um, because the I think the last time I was there, I wasn't there that long. I mean, you know, um, my wife not. That's why I, I proposed to my wife. Um, and we weren't there that long, and we kind of went out there because she had never been to Vegas, so. We went out there, and you know, it was it was all pretty much about her. I, you know I, I get mean? it. But yeah, I next time I come out, <laughs> 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 yeah, no, next next time I come out, I told Quad for sure we gotta we gotta link up. But before we get to, I know Quad wants to ask you a question. Before we get to that, the one thing I'll say about you, Brian, too, is that when I was at ESPN Radio, the one thing I noticed too is when I first met you it was like, you know, you kind of going back to what you were saying, like how you were able to kind of conduct yourself around different types of people, yeah. you know what I mean? And I just remember, like, when we were, I was at ESPN Radio, how, yeah, but that's one thing I admired about you. I'm like, man, look, we the really the only two brothers here. He don't really work here, but just the way you were able to navigate, and I remember doing that radio telethon, you, I don't know if you remember that, that all-night radio telethon. It was for, like, the Karen place. I do. Yeah, and I remember, like, you were probably, like, the only brother on there, and I'm just like, damn, I'm like, this is crazy to me. And that was in 2000 and, like, Six, seven, and that's when now you're saying that you know story that you know you're still the only black anchor there. It's just it's just amazing to me. It's like wow, like I feel like we still haven't come as far as we that's supposed crazy to. Crazy you know to me, mean? like the only black man, only black man on TV, like reporting right. weather, any of that stuff, man. It, it to me that's that's it's it's more than just shocking. Like it's it's um it's absurd. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Thankfully, right. again. Uh, my station, like my news director and general manager, like they've, we, we have a very diverse group on air and behind the scenes at channel three, which is great. But um, even the other stations, like we have probably three, I think we have like three black women that are anchors and then like a, a few sisters that are reporters. But at the other stations here in town, I want to say there may be like channel 13. I don't think they have any, I don't think they have any black people on air. I want to say that Fox, wow. they may have one, but I don't think they have any black people, male or female. No, no, they have a sister that's there, I believe. Maybe two. And then Channel 8 has one, I want to say. Which is wow, wow. It's crazy to me, man. I, I just, yeah, it's, a, it's crazy to me. Now, with that said, Brian, what, what's, some, what's some advice you would give to young people you know, college students, UNLV students, you know, what's advice you would give to them on uh, particularly trying to be on air? What's what's advice you'd give to young people about that? Man, my first thing is uh, very similar to what I told you years ago, man. And I still try to, you know, mentor or have interns and all other kind of stuff. First, ask yourself, are you willing to go anywhere in order to achieve your goal? Yes, yes. That's always right, the first right, thing I say. Right. If And if the answer is no, then you don't really want to do it. Like you really don't want to do it. If the answer is no, then you really don't want to do it. If the answer is yes, then you can do it. You know what I mean? It's not that you you can do it. Like it may take a little bit or whatever, but you can do it. And if and if that's the case, then I'm always willing to help somebody who's um, trying to help themselves. So like first, you got to determine whether or not you know how how much you want to achieve whatever goal it is. And then after that, you need an internship. You have to get some. Um, some real world experience, so to speak, to where, you know, you're at a station and you're working with someone who's um, allowing you to do uh, stuff, but you also have to be willing to work hard and do stuff. You know what I mean? Like you got to be willing to, mm-hmm. to have an internship where you're not, you're not getting paid and just to, to get that experience. And if you show that you're willing to do that, then 
you can get your reel put together and then, you know, you, hopefully you can find somebody who's a mentor to you that'll kind of explain the ropes and help you get to where you're trying to go. So, yeah. That, and that, that's, that's great. And another thing too, and I, I always try to keep it honest because I've, I spoke with a college class um, last year, actually, University of Minnesota, St. Cloud. One of my, one of me and Darian's mutual friends is a professor there. So I did a Skype, um, Skype with them. Just like they were asking me questions about being in the industry and things like that. And I tried you. to keep it. Talking to class. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I tried to keep it very <laughs> honest with them. I said, look, you know, a lot of people think you come into this industry and the money starts rolling in. Nah, man. No, it takes it takes <laughs> no a sure. while. It takes a little while. It takes a while. You know, you gotta really put in the work and you're you're not gonna you're gonna do a lot of things that are very tedious and you may not love um all the all the responsibilities you have as like a as a production assistant, for example for example. I don't know any production assistants that Love being a productive. Exactly. <laughs> got to kind of start. And Darian, me and Darian are both PAs. So you got to start from the bottom. And, you know, you, you, you got to take advantage of everything. Soak up everything that you're learning. You, you have know? to soak and, it up, man. You got yeah. to be quiet and listen. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. listen and, and try to, you got to find somebody that's willing to give you some game. You know what I mean? And then you right, got to listen right. to that. Because, I mean, everyone that you're dealing with, has been where you're at, you know what I'm saying? And they know how to get to, they know how they got to where they're at. So if, if you want to listen, if if you want to listen and you want to get to where you want to go, you got to listen to people, man. You got to listen absolutely. to people. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I also, you know, to add to that, I would say also, like I said with you, Brian, one thing I, I also think you have to also be observant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Also be aware how people are moving. Like I watched how you moved and how you, you know, navigated through, you know, Vegas and how you conducted yourself and that was big on me you know what I'm saying like yeah obviously the most important thing is always listening to the advice but you also got to see how a person moves you know what I mean how they're conducting themselves and I'm not saying you copycat that but that should at least give you like a blueprint of like okay look how this man conducts himself in this industry around you know people that are not really of him yeah. you know what I'm saying <laughs> and um you know I, I was I'm always that's cool that. again man I I, I I'm humble, man. When I hear you guys talking about me, man, like seriously, man, I, I, I'm not good with the, uh, I'm, I'm not good with the compliments, but I mean, I, I appreciate it, man. Like I, I really do. Like I, I, yeah. I mean, I feel proud, man, just to you guys to see what you guys are doing, man, for real. Yeah, you know, just before we move on to the the next topic, just real quick, you know, like yo, you you taken me along with you, like at, while I was like interning, like at work, like you took me to my first ever UFC match. At the Palms <laughs> Hotel, I don't, I don't know if you even remember this. At the Palms Hotel, no, not the Palms, the Red, uh, the Hard Rock. He took me to my first UFC match at the Hard Rock. Wow! You know, he, took me, he took me into the locker room after you know be basketball games, so I got to kind of see how you conduct yourself. And I'm like, I do remember that. I do remember the. Uh, I do remember a lot of the UNLV basketball games for sure. Yeah, and I'm like, man, this dude is like super cool. Just always keeps the same. You know, the, the, like like Darian's mentioned, you know, your personality just always stays the same. You know, you don't switch it up in front of certain people. You're always just Brian Salmon, which is always cool. Man, I, I, I always get emotional <laughs> hearing you say that, man. Like, I, I, I do appreciate that because honestly, man, that's what I've always tried to be. And I, I really told myself <clears throat> a long time ago when I was um when I my first job job like in the industry was at CNN Sports Illustrated. People don't even remember this station, but. It was basically a 24-hour network that competed with ESPN, ESPN News back in the day. And uh, like Fred Hickman and Vince Cellini, these old these guys were guys that were anchors there, right? 
Right. And um, Tom Rinaldi worked there. But so um, and I used to look at these guys on TV because they had a national show before I ended up going there. And I told myself, if I ever get on TV, like I will always be the same because these guys were cool. Like I'm never going to act all Hollywood and, you know, like turn into somebody else just because I'm on TV thinking I'm cool and all that kind of stuff. And it wasn't hard to do that, but I mean, I've tried to always just be me, man. Just you got to keep it 100, man, because people recognize fake and they recognize real. Yeah, and that's the thing, Brian. Like uh, one thing that I'm glad you mentioned that because me and Quab both, you know, while we're ESPN or other stuff, we've met a lot of people that are not humble, that are not, that act Hollywood or act like, you know, they're better than you. And that's one thing I've always respected about you is like, I don't mess with cats, whether it's on a professional or personal level that are fake or try to be something they're not. Or because of who you are, you feel like, you know, you have this like, um, you know, this like attitude of, oh, you know, I'm, I'm a big shot. I have never felt that. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not about the me thing. Like, I'm always like, to me, you're supposed to pass yes. it forward. You know what I mean? You get on somebody, you pass it forward. You help somebody. I'm not saying you got to do the work for them. But, yeah, you, you're supposed to help out. You know, you don't get big and have this like entitlement of, oh, okay, you know, I'm, I'm here now, so yeah, I ain't got to do nothing. You know, I ain't got to help nobody or do nothing. Yes. You know what I mean? Because everybody's trying to get to where you're at. You know what I mean? And they all, we all had help along the way. So I really don't understand when cats act like that. Whether you're a man oh, or woman, it's, you know it's I mean? irritating, man. And it, 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 man, it's so it's it's very very irritating. And like you said, there's a lot of people that act like that. You know what I mean? And like real life old school Vallejo Brian, like, man, I, I don't have, I, I, you know, I'm sure Brooklyn D. <laughs> uh, nah, I don't have time for yeah, it. I don't. Folks, real quick, man, like, yeah. uh, away from TV and away from all of that, like, man, you know, man to man or just person to person, you know, you you can check folks, man. Like, I, I, I'm i not cool with that. I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't appreciate that at all. <laughs> You know, Brian, you touched yeah. Brian real quick. You touched on the, your beginnings, like you know, er, early in your career, and I find it funny that it's all kind of come full circle because my boss now was one of your coworkers in like 2000, uh, Alex Matcham. <laughs> yeah, oh, Alex, her name was Alex Brady back in the day. <laughs> oh, back then, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's so cool, man. Really cool boss. Yeah, but I just, I just thought that was funny. How I was like, wow, after you know, meeting Brian in 07, and now my boss was his coworker when he was starting his career. So how crazy is that though? And think about this too, Quad, man. Like um one, this industry is tiny. Tiny. It is. Tiny. Yeah. But it is. You've been from Las Vegas, both of you guys been from Las Vegas to ESPN. And um now you're in Philly and think and, and you were in Jersey or whatever as well. You've run into how many people that right. I've worked with or that I know? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at different stops it's not like man like yeah these are all different cities different yeah man it, it's crazy james james dunn at espn was yeah. one that i uh when i first got there yeah that, yeah yeah, yeah man cool. me and james used to hoop we also worked at cnnsi together man like it, mm-hmm. it it's it's wild man it, it's it's really really wild i mean you think about doug kazarian like you yeah. you know I mean, obviously you, we met him at the same time because we were both working together but still like he's been all over the place it's 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 crazy, man. Alex is good people. I've run into her oh, yeah. in Super Bowls and even in Boston when I was there. Oh, yeah. She's she's real cool. You know, yo, Darian, it's real funny. Anytime me or Darian would see James Dunn at like in the hallway at ESPN, he'd always, he'd always have a real serious <laughs> face and he would look at us. He'd say, hey, stay aggressive. That's all he would say to us. <laughs> 
Wow. Quam. They're like, oh, what's up, James? Quam. Stay aggressive. I'm like, yes, sir. Yeah, so, so the thing was, Brian, he would, Brian, he would never say, like, yo, what's up or how you doing? Hello. He would just look at us with, like, this real serious, like, stoic face. And it, it, both of us, are like, if, if he saw us separately, he'd be like, hey, D, stay aggressive. And it was like, okay. Yeah, he would, like, he would top it up <laughs> afterwards. Like, but that was always the first thing he would say to me. Like, look, that's always wild. James, man. Always. <laughs> Looking out for brothers, man. Like, I, that's funny. That's really, really funny. I was, I was yeah. even at CNN SI before James and before Alex. Wow. Way back in the day. And this was in oh, Atlanta, wow. you said, this right? In Atlanta, man. Yeah. So, I mean, really, that's where we all got our start at. And we got a whole lot of game. Like, that was, like, for real, for real. People that worked at CNNSI back in the day are all over the place doing really, really big things, man. Yeah. Really big things. That's what's up, man. Yeah. That's what's up. But cool, you know, um, we, we we definitely want to move on and, and talk about the Raiders being in Vegas. Uh-huh. Their inaugural season. I've, I've, I've driven by Allegiant Stadium, and, man, it, it looks spectacular. It almost looks like something out of like a star wars movie like a darth vader it has like a like darth vader vibes <laughs> ah it. that's funny they call it the death it, star man that's funny. yeah it looks like it it looks like but it, it, it's spectacular i don't i'm assuming you've had a chance to go inside i, I know things are weird right now but oh yeah had yeah um okay. i had a chance to go inside for a practice before and i've been to the two games that they've had oh nice that's, oh, okay. that's awesome okay. i can't wait till there's fans in there oh, that's gonna be man it's gonna be bananas man like it's it is really, really nice. It's hard to kind of get an idea of how cool it will be because you haven't heard the sounds and everything. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But right, right, obviously, right. it's brand new and it's it's beautiful, man. And I've been yeah. in a bunch of stadiums too, so yeah, yeah it's beautiful. Now, Darian, I know you had a uh, the, the, our first question. I know you had about the Raiders to to Brian. I'll let you start it off. Oh yeah, sure. So yeah, so even without fans in Allegiant Stadium, Brian, um, you know, there's plenty of buzz with the Raiders in Vegas. What would you say has been the re- reception of the of the Raiders being in Las Vegas? And that's a, another interesting question. Good question, man. Because b- before they got here, a lot of people were like, "Man, they're not Vegas born," which is quote unquote what they would call the Golden Knights. Like you know, the, the team wasn't birthed here in in Las Vegas, so the locals aren't going to accept right, them right. and all that kind of stuff. Um, it, it, the locals mm-hmm. really did not want to accept them because they came from Oakland and. Really? Um, they had the, the stigma oh. of being Raider fans and all that kind of stuff. That was kind of before this season, right? But, mm-hmm. but since then, there, there are, there's a ton of Raider fans that are here, man. Raider Nation is everywhere, man. Like, it's an international brand, an international team, man. So, uh, right, right. And, and telling you this, after looking – like, I look at the ratings every week, right, from the television ratings, and so far – through four weeks of this season, the Raider games on TV have rated higher than any game on television uh, in Las Vegas, which is a huge, a huge sign. Wow. And I'm saying that with the fact that Sunday night football, you know, that comes on NBC, which is my station, um, historically over the past bunch of years has been the most watched television program on television on any network, right? Any Anytime, right, right. any program, and the Raiders football games has surpassed Sunday night football so far this season. Kind of like that's it wow, here wow. in Las Vegas. So um, that's, that's super cool. Yeah, man, they, they're loving. Now, what would you, 
what do you think the buzz is gonna be? What, what's the Vegas crowd gonna look like? Is it is it once we have stadiums packed, once we have fans in that stadium? Excuse me. Is it gonna be a rowdy crowd? Is it gonna be more chill? I, I don't really know what to expect because I know if if I'm going based off of what I've heard about Golden Knights games, mm-hmm. I know it's a different sport. But as far as the fandom, I've heard that it gets it's electric in there. I've heard is it, is it going to be like that at Allegiant Stadium too? I, I think so. I, I definitely think so for a few reasons. One, um, it, it Raider Nation is Raider Nation. They're ride or die. They're, right, they're right. coming from LA. They're coming from the Bay Area. There's already a bunch that are here, and Raider Nation is never going to change its stripes. You know what I'm saying? As much as they don't want people with spikes and all that kind of stuff in the stadium, folks are going to have it, man. Like there's they're going to have a black hole somewhere. It's going to be a Vegas black hole. It's still going to be live. Um, but as far as like the entertainment value and the, and the um, energy of the crowd inside the stadium, I think it's going to be like the golden Knights. It's going to be, it's going to be a Vegas type show pregame and during timeouts and all kinds of stuff because Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, he has season tickets to the golden Knights and has been at, Sitting, yeah, he's been sitting oh, wow. at the glass for the Golden Knights for the past two years. So he's seen everything that they've done and how they've kind of embra- ingratiated themselves to the community and all the stuff they've done. And I guarantee he's made sure that his people know, like, hey, we need to take all the successful stuff that the Golden Knights have done during their games and everything else and incorporate it into what we do so we can have the best of everything. And I guarantee that it's going to be it's going to be live, man. That's that's what I can't wait to see, like how they do it. It's going to be uh, and Darren and I definitely got to come out there to go to a game. That's no point. Oh yeah, we've already <laughs> talked about it. I mean, um, you know, and it's funny because I was, you know, I always was saying, okay, I'll just come out there when when the, when the Cowboys. Oh, play, when the Cowboys okay, play. this interview's I, I, this interview's done. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I um, I, I told Kwa, I was like, you know, I'm actually just going to come out there just for a random game because, yeah, just to see the stadium and, you know, it being so near our, our old stomping grounds, UNLV, you know, because we, we also want to come and see a UNLV game there, you know, alma mater. That's so what you need know. to do. Yeah, I think I'm first because it's going to be tough to get a ticket to a Raiders game. It's going to cost. Yeah. But bet, um, UNLV, man, yeah, they play their first home game the 31st against UNR. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, no, I'm hoping, yeah, that's, that's yeah, I'm hoping 2020 we get to see, I don't know if it'll be a full stadium, but I'm, I'm hoping there's a, a, a re- something that resembles what it could look like in the future. I, I hope I hope 2021 is better than 2020. Man. Yeah. <laughs> How about this? Um, the UNR game, UNLV, they are allowing fans. So you'll see it October 31st. Oh, you'll see okay. um, fans inside of Allegiant Stadium for the first time. Mark Davis has said multiple times, that he's not going to allow any fans into Allegiant Stadium because he would much rather have it, it's all or nothing with him. So he'll either have all fans in or no fans oh, in. He doesn't want to can't come. Okay. So, but you'll see it in a, in a couple weeks. Now, now, do you think yeah, you know they had a, obviously up. the Raiders had a huge win this weekend yeah. against the Chiefs? I don't think any of us saw that coming. They were. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. I think they were at least ten point underdogs. It was something something crazy, but obviously they they came out with a I believe forty to thirty two win over the undefeated Chiefs. Yeah. So what do you think, man? Is this? <laughs> I don't really I don't really know how. I know Darian liked the the Raiders going into the season. I thought they 
Vegas <laughs> baby is gone. Yeah, I thought they would be solid. I didn't think they'd make like a playoff run. But man, you know, these are the type of wins, even if it's early in the season, that could propel you to exactly. that to, to make that type of run. So with that said, do you think this could do you think this is a playoff team, Brian? Well, I mean, the quick answer, I think um they can be. That's terrible, huh? Like no non-committal. <laughs> but um no nah, i mean this is one thing you said is absolutely 1000 percent true and you knowing sports both of you guys knowing sports know that yeah this win is something that can propel them you know what i mean like you know how teams are man when they get that confidence and they go into games feeling like they should win as in uh, as opposed to like i hope we do win it's much different so getting that win was huge man it's the first time they beat kansas city in kansas city in six tries, Carr had never won a game ever in in Kansas City. So, um, and it, that was a huge right. win. And yes, they can absolutely make the playoffs, man. I mean, their offense—they just got some guys back, which people didn't know. Um, they're big Henry Ruggs, yeah, Henry yeah. Ruggs, and then also Trent Brown was a big one. That big tackle, the guy, the one of the guys, yeah, right, he came right, back. Right, right, right. Yeah, I love their offensive line. Exactly, exactly. And you need that. Like, you need time in order to wait for Henry Ruggs to get down the field so you can throw those deep balls. And how about that? He comes back, Henry Ruggs comes back, and they hit deep balls. Hmm. Yeah. And that's not really Carr's thing, to throw deep balls like Man. that. So it's, it's supposed to be. That's, Man. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the thing. Because, you know, it's funny, that, and I'm glad you brought that up, because, like, my next question is going to be, you know, me and Quab always say when we watch the Raiders that, maybe this is because they didn't have Henry Ruggs, that, like, they did a lot of dinking and dunking. And I, I always say, like, why is Gruden kind of handicapping Derek Carr? Like, why can't he throw down the field? But with that being said, though, do you think the offense should be kind of centered around a Derek Carr? Or do you think they should be geared more to the running game? With this with is Josh the thing, man. Um, John Gruden, he wants to run the ball. Like, that's kind of his background. He wants to run the ball. Right. But he loves quarterbacks. He does love he quarterbacks. Quarterback. However, if you think about like the times that he was, he won a Super Bowl and the times he's been good, he's never had a really good quarterback and he's mm-hmm. always had a really good running game. Think about Mike Allstott in Tampa and Brad. Exactly. exactly. Um, right. But with that being said, uh, and, and, and also Lincoln Kennedy, a former Raider, is the one who actually told me that. And he played for back in the day when he oh, was the, okay. the coach of the Raiders before. But um, but with that being said, he knows that he has to he has to throw the ball down the field. That's why they got Rugs. He said it yesterday. We didn't draft Rugs to have him running outs. We drafted him so he can stretch the field and throw that thing, man. And and um, you you should see a lot more of that. And I think you will see a lot more of that. That's what's up, man. Well, yeah, it's it's awesome, man. This I, I I can't believe that when me and Darian started college in two thousand and two, there were no professional teams out there, and we didn't we never we never thought that we would go from <laughs> to having a hockey team. If anything, I thought that we would get an NBA team first. With yes. like the Maloose, the Maloose having property in Vegas, obviously they own. Yeah, and they, they all the Palms Hotel. So we figured you know? like maybe the Kings would move to Vegas first, but who would have ever yep. thought we would get an NHL team? An NBA team, and I wouldn't be surprised if we got a baseball team. Heck, if we had all four major sports out there eventually, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, no, I I, I completely agree. I completely agree, man. I, I thought it'd be an NBA team, but you remember, like Stern hated uh, Vegas. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and Adam right, Silver, right, right? Obviously, he has embraced it, and every sports team has embraced it. Um, 
an NBA team, everyone believes is coming at some point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because they have, they have, you know what I'm saying? You you already have the T-Mobile arena there, you know, with with the Golden Knights. And me and Crab always say, like, it just makes the most sense. Like, I don't understand, like, why it, had, it hasn't even happened yet. I, I get that, you know, they, they don't really want to do an expansion and they'd rather have a team just move there. But it just makes sense because you already – everything's already oh, there for you. you know think I mean? about this. <laughs> Man, think about this. If they had an NBA team in Las Vegas – which of the cities in the NBA do you think would be a prime location for a player? <laughs> you oh, know, 100%. 100%. Oh, yeah. Man, of course people want to go to L.A. Um, after L.A., where, where do people want to play? Uh, Not well, New York. No, yeah, they don't want to play in New York. Not New York. Yeah. Not the Knicks. Maybe Brooklyn, maybe Brooklyn because you know it's it's a new you know newer thing. Huh? Okay, maybe Miami, maybe two. Um, yeah, Miami. I would say and Vegas would immediately be a top five city in the NBA. No question. I agree. I agree. Think about that in the NBA, man. Where do you want? Where do you want to play? Are you are you crazy? (laughs) D, that would be. And and there's already an arena there. There's already an arena there. So. uh, everything is set up for them. Everything. They, they, they don't have to do anything. They don't have to build a stadium. They don't have to, you know, yeah, go through all that. You have the arena there. It's all set up for them just to move right in. And like you said, Brian, like, I just think the NBA now, like, with these younger players, it's not like when, you know, when me and Quab were coming up in the 90s where, you know, you knew, like, okay, everybody wants to go to the big markets, right, New York, L.A., Chicago, you know, I don't think the players today are like that. They more want to go to like cities that are more like popping. You know what I mean? That they can have a real social life. You know they don't. And and while New York is still great with that, they're the the team is terrible and the owner's terrible. So everybody knows that in the whole NBA. Trust me, I worked for the NBA and that was known. Like people like everybody kept saying, "Oh, you know, people are going to go to the Knicks." You know, everyone was going to no. Nobody wants to come to New York because the the organization's horrible. The Knicks have been bad for so long. I mean, like I said, Brooklyn's different because Brooklyn's a newer thing, and it's you know Brooklyn's like the probably the most popping borough in the city. So yeah, I can see Brooklyn, but nah, yeah, nobody's nah, trying to come trust, to. The I feel you, man. And who who does not love Las Vegas? Like there's a person, uh, no, right? And the thing is, this you guys know this, and you probably had to explain this one bazillion times to people. Not all about the strip when you live in Las Vegas. Oh, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> right. You know what right. I mean? So yeah. if you come to Vegas and they have a team in Vegas, they'll be like, oh, damn, I live out in Summerlin. I live out in, in Henderson. Um, yeah. And then I play games here. Right. People want to, right. man, please. Vegas would be the most popping NBA city. It'd be at least the top three most popping NBA city. No question whatsoever. That'd be so awesome. Now, you know, Brian, you're a you're a big NBA fan. I'm, I'm glad that you know this is right on topic. Yeah. Big NBA fan. I remember. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Used to be at the. I saw you hoop at the gym a couple times. One thing about Brian, he's a very confident player. I never forget. Yeah, and he had like a smooth J. I remember he used to shoot threes, and anytime he shoot threes, he'd be like, "What." What? <laughs> you saying that? <laughs> yeah, used to be balling cats up at the gym. Oh, that's funny. Hey, do you still ball? Of course, man. I mean, before the pandemic, I was still playing in leagues, and yeah, I still who. I mean, that's how I try to stay in shape, man. And 
And they, you know, I'm an old athlete, man. Like that kind of stuff is is hard to to get out your system. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. We'll go up to 24 yeah, hour fitness as ball cats up, man. <laughs> but yeah, you know, speaking speaking of basketball, I just want to get your quick thoughts on the on the finals. You know, LeBron's oh, score title, oh. Lakers won their title. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, real talk, what, do you, what do you think? What do you think about you know the the bubble experience was unique in itself, yeah. but you know, what are your thoughts on on LeBron winning his fourth title? I don't know where you have him ranked on your you know I love I love hearing people's all time list because I feel like after like number two or three it goes all over the place for people. Yes. you know, yeah. But like I'm I'm curious, I don't, where did you have LeBron? on your top 10 list before and did this move him at all is he kind of stuck at one spot for you i would love to get your thoughts on that. um well it, it to me it, it did move him a little bit and um as you saw in the post that you put up a while ago man like i'm i'm I, i'd probably be classified as like a lebron hater one because i'm, I'm <laughs> oh, you and terry have a lot in common that's cool there you go I'm not a LeBron hater, though. Stop that. I'm not a LeBron hater. I'm a Jordan lover, but I'm not a LeBron go. hater. Yeah, no, I'm, just, I'm just messing with that. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Because I'm, I'm, trust me, I'm, I've been in position as, as of D like the long, a long time. So, like, I get it. Um, a few things. One, you asked about the bubble experience, man. I love the NBA doing that. Adam Silver, I'm sure he's doing backflips, just how well it went and how uh, well it was received. Man, I love watching the game. The playoffs was dope. Um, and as far as LeBron James, man, I did a, you know, that segment we do at our station, man, we, we, uh, kind of have like a little commentary at the end of the, the sports show, um, on Sunday nights. And we started a new one last night called the sports night spotlight. And basically it's an opportunity for myself and the other two anchors to, um, to shine a spotlight on whomever you want to, whatever team, whatever, uh, and just kind of, you know, praise them a little bit. And last night, man, I had to give props to LeBron, man. Like, I mean, I give credit where it's due, man. As much as I, I'll argue anybody that LeBron doesn't even deserve to be in the discussion of Michael Jordan, but you got to give him props for, you know, doing what he did, man. Like, even though I, I don't like a lot of the whole calls he gets and the flopping and just like a bunch of stuff that he does that irritates me on the court, um, you you can't take his accomplishments away from him, man. To win you know, titles with three different teams and four MVPs total, three different MVPs with three different ball clubs. First person to ever do that. You got to give him his propers, man. You got to give him his propers. But as far as um, where I rank him, uh, I, I have a hard time saying that that LeBron to, is honestly better than uh, Magic Johnson, honestly. You know what I mean? Like, I people don't – I mean, Magic won five. You know what I mean? Like just one four, right? One right, a bunch right. of different teams. How does that? How does he automatically jump uh, Magic Johnson? And I argued a lot of people for real, for real. If you talk to basketball players and get their honest opinion, most of them will say that LeBron is not better than Kobe. And I don't necessarily think he's better than Kobe personally. Like, who would you rather? Who would you least want to play against? You know what I'm saying? And I always That's an interesting way to frame that question because I thought you were going to say who would you rather play with? Mm -hmm. You said who would you rather play against? Now that's a tough question who because one thing about Kobe that LeBron has never had 
and it and it's okay. It's not everybody's personality. I always thought LeBron at times has lacked that killer mentality, that killer instinct. He does that like go, and that's one thing I think Kobe and Jordan are. They're above everybody when it comes to that. Yeah, they're above everybody when it comes to I'm gonna kill y'all on this court. Yeah, you know, like, and LeBron has kind of lacked that. You know, I think LeBron is a little too unselfish at times. Like that shot that in Game Five when he when he was attacking the rim and he threw it out to Danny Green. Jordan's taking that shot for the most part because Jordan, oh, Jordan's yeah, passed no to Paxton before. Jordan's Jordan's been a distributor too, but Kobe's taking that shot. Yeah, you know. So, and I don't want to. I don't want to get on LeBron for making the right basketball move. I mean, if you, you trust your teammate, you see him a, a, a so-called shooter, top of the key. Like, you got <laughs> Yeah, you got it. No, that's my bad. We, we, yeah, I can't be too mad at Danny Green anymore. But, yeah, you see him top of the key. I'm not going to ever get on him for making that move, you know. So, But, no, that's an interesting way you frame that. And I, and I think the answer is Kobe. I would rather play against LeBron than Kobe. But, yeah, man. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm a diehard Laker fan, and I, I've – you know, I've said for a while that I would put LeBron slightly ahead just because of how he gets his teammates a little more involved and just him overall as a basketball player. I've always thought Kobe was the more skilled player, whether it's dribbling ability, footwork, you know, things like that. But I think LeBron just seeing what he's done with three different franchises now, man, it's, that's hard to do. See, uh, yeah, and Brian, like like I said, Brian, I'm not a I'm not a LeBron hater. I just I get I do get a little you know, uh, <laughs> upset or like, I, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like you, like, I just don't understand the whole when they, you know, people just say, oh, he's the GOAT now, you know, That's he, a- well, he's been the GOAT, you know, after he beat, after he beat Golden State. It's like, it that irritates me. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like, okay, I, I'm not taking anything away what he's done, but let's pump the brakes on, you know, he's better than Jordan. You know what I mean? And, and I just always felt that they've always tried to find that guy that's better than Jordan. And you know this, Brian, like, remember they did this back in the nineties, remember Penny, Grant Hill, they were all supposed to be the next Michael Jordan. I just feel like they're always looking for that, and they always want somebody to be as good as him or as better than him. And it's like, no, just let that man be. Like he, he's the goat for a reason. He's the reason why we all call him the goat, and what we all witness and experience. I mean, there's a, you know, the, and his numbers back it up. Yeah, just like let that man be. Why does you know like why can't another person just be a great player, have the stats, and done done it their own way? Because another thing is like LeBron and Jordan are two different players. Like like Quab said, LeBron's more of a facilitator. He's more gonna you know look for teammates. You know, and obviously like he he's not necessarily always gonna take the game winning shot. But right, Jordan's the killer. Jordan's like you know put everything on me, put everything on my back. I'm gonna yeah. take out to the promised land, and we're gonna get this W and let's let's go home. But LeBron's more yeah he wants to get everybody involved, and that's great. He, he reminds me more of a Magic when I always compare you know LeBron. It's like yeah, yeah. he reminds me more of Magic than yeah. Jordan or Kobe. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. That he's a he's probably going to go down as the greatest greatest all around player we've ever seen. But when I just think of like the goal of the greatest back, you know, player as far as on both ends, offensively and defensively. And it's funny, I, I love when LeBron fans never bring up the defensive side Poor of the ball. They always say, "Whoa, exactly. look, look up what he can do can do offensively." Like you know, he's a great passer, rebound. I'm like, well, okay, that's fine, but he's not even close to what Jordan was defensively. I mean, this man was a nine time. All NBA Defensive Player of the Year and MVP in one season, like mm. yeah. So I just, it just, it just kind of yeah. It, me it, when it, I hear that it drives me crazy too. And one of the points that was made on your post, um, Quab's post about the whole LeBron thing, something that I brought up because people say all around, okay, he's a better rebounder and he's a better passer. But hey, man, like you don't understand, like Jordan was not um, paid to rebound, and 
big men rebounded right, back in the right, day. Right. And it, it, it'd be a fight back in the day if guards were trying to take rebounds away from big guys. Like that <laughs> back in the day? Yeah. Oh, you, of course. Of yeah, course. Come down yeah, here. You're not supposed to I be agree. down here. You stay up there. You know, right. you know what I mean? And point <laughs> right. guards were true point guards. The Mark Jacksons, the John Stocktons, those were the people that passed the ball. Jordan didn't pass the ball because he was getting right. the ball passed to him. I mean, so, but right, there was a right. year where he averaged like eight or nine, eight or eight or nine assists in a season. So I mean, he could have done that, but he wasn't. He wasn't expected to do that. You know what I mean? So to say that someone's better doing something when right. this is something when when it's a skill that another person was not asked upon to do it is is um I don't I don't care for that. And something you can compare them right, on right. is who was the better scorer. Who was the better winner, so to speak? Um, scoring is there's no comparison. Defense, like you said, no comparison. And if you go six and zero in the finals, you don't even play a game seven. And in the finals, your your level has raised. Like your career scoring average is higher. You know, everything is is much better than you play in the regular season. Like come on, like LeBron has gone up as well. But Jordan's is the best of all time, as far as I did. Right, and, and nobody talks about it. Don't get me wrong. What LeBron did in this final, almost averaging a triple-double, is great. It's spectacular. But it's funny. I, and every time I always bring this up with Quav, people don't realize Jordan averaged 41 in almost, what, over five rebounds and five assists in a final series that went six games. Just think about that. He averaged 41 points, shot over 50%, and had over an average over five assists and five rebounds. I think in, in that series against the Suns, yeah. right, in 93, I think he led the team in, in points and either and assists and rebounds what? in that same series. And exactly. average, let, let me ask you about He probably made that. five three-pointers in the entire series, too. <laughs> well, let me right. ask you. Oh, exactly. And, and I'm not disagreeing with anything y'all are saying. I've, I've One thing Darian knows, as much as I've debated that, I think LeBron can be. That, that's my only okay. thing. I, I never understood people that say, nope, there's nothing LeBron can do. Nothing. I'm like, I don't understand that. <laughs> like, the dude, title, maybe. You can, <laughs> he can win nine titles. He the <laughs> but one thing that I'm sure neither of you can will deny about LeBron is like, yo, we, how is he in this far into his career and you can still say he's the best player in the NBA? Like, the dude has been amazing from day one to now. And it's just like, when is he going to start looking like, ooh, man, LeBron looks done? Like, it, it's insane how I, I feel like he's been the law. He's he's been the best basketball player for the longest period of time in NBA history that I don't know me, how you guys feel about this. that. OK, so with that being said, let's say that you grant him that. Does that make him the GOAT just because he's been good for a long time? No. And, and that's the thing. I'm not saying he's the GOAT, but I just don't understand when people say there's nothing he can do. Like, yo, what if he's playing at this level for another three? Would you guys be shocked if he's still playing like this? Two years from now, I don't think y'all will be shocked. No, no, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. If the Lakers win another title next year, especially if they keep Anthony Davis, no, y'all wouldn't be shocked about that. So I, would be, I guess I won it next year. I'd be shocked. You'd be shocked. I mean, You'd be shocked. I'd be <laughs> it next year because I mean, this year, I hate to kind of diminish the title in a sense, but they did play in the bubble, and they didn't. They didn't play against a team that that was a, a matchup. To go against them, like we already know, that's the Clippers' fault. That's the Clippers' fault for. I, I, that's no, not I completely agree, fault. and it's it's. I don't. It's hard to. I don't want to take away from the Lakers because of that, but it's still the fact remains that um, like for instance, 
you would say the Raptors title was cool. However, they played against a team that everybody was hurt. You know what I'm saying? So, exactly. Right. Right. Here's my thing, though, right. y'all. And, and like, it's not the other teams. Like, it wasn't the Raptors' fault. They're there to do a job. Like, if your best player gets hurt, that's a part of sports. I, like, I people mean, get hurt. I'm not gonna take. I'm not going to take. And I'm not saying you guys are taking the title away from Toronto, but. They're there to ball. Like, it's not their fault who gets hurt. No, but you can't look like you, you're absolutely right. And you don't take the title away from them. But as a as a person, you know, barbershop talking, you're looking at it. You look at that title with a side eye. I do. I look at it. <laughs> side eye. <laughs> really? Like, really? The whole team is hurt. You, you didn't play it against. Like, come on now. <laughs> well, no, no, <laughs> not, not Blake. I'm talking about the Raptors more. So. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. And I've heard yeah, people Raptors, say that, like, yeah, I mean, no, I and I you. think Durant is a top two player in the NBA when healthy. So, would the finals have been a little different? Uh, yeah, for different. sure, they would have been different. Well, hold on, hold on. But they also oh, lost Clay. They did lose Clay, although Clay, it's not like Clay. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, and Clay That's was true. and Clay was balling. Clay is balling. a. I mean, Clay is the reason that they they beat Oklahoma City that one year when they were down three one. Clay is. Although Clay, although Clay hasn't been amazing in any of the finals, he was actually having his best finals in that Toronto series until he got hurt. And so. the big thing about Clay was he was more a defensive stopper, but he always hit Jays. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that Jays. Right, right. Oh, yeah. He got that. Oh, he got that, Brian. Yeah, I would love to see, like, I, I will say this, Brian, like, going back on what you said that, yeah, I don't know if they're winning next year. I, I do want to see everybody hopefully back at full strength. Like, you know, I'm talking about, like, the Warriors, the Nets, and, play, you know, guys that were, were out were hurt. I would. I think it will be interesting, even if the Lakers do get Anthony Davis back, to see everybody back at full strength and see, okay, like, uh, all right. And if we get, you know, obviously it's not a bubble and we're, you know, doing what we used to is like they're playing in their own arenas. I do want to see LeBron and the Lakers see how they, yeah, how that work, you know, exactly. how that plays out. So, yeah, I kind of, I kind of get where you're coming from because I, I do think about next year, like, okay, now we're gonna get a lot of people back, you know, healthy from you know those injuries they were out all season, some big time players. So I want to see. Now, if LeBron next year can do that and do, you know, like how we used to, then, I, you know, yeah, I, I may have to say, start saying, like, yeah, you know, he's creeping yeah, exactly. up. Exactly. I mean, he'll have five titles. You can't – like, to me, um, I mean, Kobe had he, Kobe had five, right? And two of them eh, – two of them are, are, are a little bit lessened because he had Shaq, and Shaq was, you know, a damn monster. Kobe, Kobe was still needed for those titles, though. Like he was, Shaq he was needed. The Kobe. second one for sure. The first one, to me, not as much. Shaq was ridiculous. You know what I mean? Because and obviously, and Shaq got the MVP of both of them. So like, if, um, mm-hmm. yep. if if you're the goat, if you're the goat, every final that you win, you should be the best. You have to be the best player on your team. You know what I mean? Me, you know what I'm saying? Right. I agree. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And and this yeah, is another reason why we're getting into it, which is cool. I love this kind of talk. But this is another reason why, and you saw this on the post I put, why LeBron, he, he should never be considered in that same category as Jordan, is Jordan in ne- never in any final was the second best player or lower on the court. Ever, 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 ever. And LeBron in multiple finals has been – Either the third best player on his team or the fourth. I don't know about multiple, man. Maybe one. <laughs> I don't know about because you. you I, yes, I, Dirk was the best player in that finals when they played they, the match. Terry was, was better than him. 
that was one of the that's one of the well the, yeah well yeah that that finals he was oh that was one of the down, that's dude. one of the few stains on LeBron's career that was a, a horrific finals for him I I got to double check the right. numbers I think he averaged like seventeen I, I, points I've looked game, at the numbers I've looked off. at the numbers I've been on stat and I because I've had this conversation about he was the yeah. third leading scorer on his team on his team yeah. and Jason Terry averaged more than LeBron did in those finals. Yeah, yeah. So that that definitely is a hit on his legacy. But, you know, there's only so long we can hold on to that. I mean, the guy's been to the finals nine times. It's like, how, man, how, many times you know? and, how many times was Magic? Well, ten. I think it's ten. So I'm sorry, ten, ten times. times. How many sorry, times man. did Magic go to yeah. the finals? Nine. He exactly. Went nine. He was five and four. Exactly. Five and four in the finals. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, right. Because people bring that up about <laughs> LeBron all the time, but no one says, hey, Magic went to the damn finals nine times. And he won finals. But, 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 Brian, let's not act like, let's not act like people but don't say. But here's the thing, Brian. The one thing but, I but, Darren, real quick, people say Magic uh-huh. is an all-time, a top five dude, though. It's not like people don't give. Like, yeah, people give Magic the props for doing, for having those accomplishments, for having the MVPs. They for, do. For leading but how do you players. how do you leapfrog how does LeBron leapfrog him when his if that is the case? I think because a lot of people look at LeBron and they say, well, he's a more dominant version, especially as a scorer. Now I know Magic, right, Magic right, right, could have averaged more points per game if he yeah. wanted to. I mean, the guy still had a nineteen point per that game average throughout his career. Yeah, and one thing Brian I would defend Quab on is with 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 Magic in the finals that Magic. Out of those five finals, he won three MVPs. So remember, Worthy and Kareem won the other MVPs in those in those finals. So people will, will kind of question, well, like Magic wasn't always the best. They question was Magic always the best player on the court. You know what I mean? Because I, now, obviously, Magic was there facilitating and getting those assists to those guys. But I think the knock on Magic was that, okay, you know, he went five times and he won three of the MVPs and two went to other players. Whereas, like you say, like with Jordan and LeBron, they've won – you know, every time they've gone on the finals, you know, they've won it. They they were the MVP. Yes. No cl- my my you know rebut I mean? to that would be, if I were saying this, this is the first time I've even brought this up, mm-hmm. but one, uh, Magic won, won a uh, NBA title as a rookie. He won it as a rookie. Right. And on top of right. that, Kareem was the MVP of the league that year. Kareem got hurt, and you already know this, I'm sure. Magic played, oh, played center. He played right. center. Yeah. He played, he right. played center as, yes, dominated. as a rookie, though. And this is basically being a rookie. Incredible. You know what I mean? So there's no way he was going to win MVP right, in that right. final. There's no way they'd ever give a rookie the MVP of a final. You know what I mean? Even though he played a huge role in that. Right, right. So, I mean, there's, you know, and on top of that, I, th- I want to say he won it maybe two years later, something like that. He was really, really young, so that's why worthy. But after that, all the the um, the finals that they won, he was the MVP when he was. So, he was but right. I, I get no, what you're was. saying because yeah. you're right, and I, I did just say that you should be the best player on your team. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no doubt, well, man. I could talk. I could talk NBA and and the. These top top ten, you know, our top ten guys all day. I love this stuff. I love this stuff, especially <laughs> you guys, man. People that know what you're talking about, man. So I, I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm sure, I'm sure you've run into so many people. Like, yo, these people do not know what they're talking about at yes. all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nah, no doubt, Brian. But yo, man, before we let you go, we figured we're gonna throw a couple of of random. You know, even some non-sports questions your way, man. This is like a get-to-know Brian Salmon kind of thing before okay. we head out. All right, absolutely. Let's make it happen. 
All right, first, first question, all right? Who is the coolest athlete you've ever met? Now, you've worked, I mean, UFC, NBA, NFL, hockey. Like, you've met so you've met celebrities. So it can even be a celebrity, but celebrity or athlete, who would you say is the coolest down to earth? You can even give us, like, a couple that you've ever That's met. That's cool, man. Um, yeah, I, and I've, I've met a few. Um, here, I'll, and I'll tweak it just a little bit as well. Like people that I met that I was like in awe of, like, oh my God, I can't believe I met this person. And on top of it, they were cool. So, so cool. Um, the top of that list, and I'll just, just to pay respect, Kobe Bryant, man. Kobe Bryant was a guy whom I didn't like as a player way back in the day and everything else. I, I'm not a Laker fan. Um, family's from Philly, so I always loved Philly and Iris and all that kind of stuff, whatever. And and that was all before I met him. When I met him, man, Kobe was the coolest dude ever, man. To be, to be how big he was, personally talking to him multiple times, him just he was super duper cool, man. Like I, I and when he passed, man, I ain't gonna lie, and I'm not even ashamed to say it. Like I cried, man, when he died. Like I was like, oh yeah, me, me too, man. It, it, it that one hurt. That was the first time. Um, somebody passed away that I I didn't know, personally know really affected me, man. And I know Darian's met him too, and has also said he was really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, Brian. You brought that up. I had the same exact kind of feelings and reaction you had. So, Quab knows this. Like, I'm not a Laker fan. I hated Kobe, especially when me and Quab first met in college. Like, I was not a fan of him at all. But, and I told Quab this is crazy. Like, yo, I was like, when I met the man and I interviewed him, yo, I I ain't gonna lie, I I prejudged him. You know what I mean? I was like, yo, this dude is. Mad cool, mad professional. I remember, you know, meeting him for the first time. I took a picture with him and um his daughter, you know, John, who uh, yeah, you know, unfortunately has passed. Oh, I thought it was him. with his um, old. Oh, at that time I thought it was his oldest daughter at the time. No, oh, that, no that was, was, with, oh, that, was with, that was Gianna when she oh, was wow, a baby. Wow. Yeah, and, um, it's crazy, man. When I look, it's funny when I look at that photo because I have it on, on my on my Instagram feed, and I remember telling Quab this, man. Yeah, I, I got kind of emotional when he died. You know, it's like because. To have both of them in that picture with me, it was just like, yo, it was, it was, yeah, it was so much emotions coming over me, like, wow, this is crazy, you know what I mean? And I didn't really know him like that, just, just meeting him those couple times, interviewing him, and you know, those couple of encounters. But yeah, man, um, I, I definitely have to agree with you. It's like, it's funny that you brought that up about Kobe. Yeah, Same and, and I'll tell a quick story too, man. Like, um, and this is a story I tell a lot of people. Uh, there was an event here in town, town. Um, oh God, what's the name of the 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 Make a Wish Foundation, right? And there was a kid okay, who was in the right, hospital. Right. I want to say he had cancer and he was dying. His last dying wish or something like that was to meet Kobe Bryant. Kobe flew from Los Angeles, came, went to the hospital, spent like two hours with this kid and his mother and father in um, his hospital room and uh, talked to the media really, really quickly and then went back to L.A. You know, and, then wow. the, and then a kid... Wow. Yeah, I want to say, like, died, like, the next day or two days later, something crazy like that. It was, yeah. I mean, wow. so that was the kind of dude that wow. he was, man. So yeah. Kobe is definitely someone that was cool. Sugar Ray Leonard was a guy who I looked up to. When I met him, I couldn't believe how, one, I was like, oh, man, he was like an idol of mine. Like, I love boxing. He was super-duper cool. Um, Dr. J, my first sports idol. Oh, wow. Uh, oh man dad, he, he, you know he's from what long island as well right so um right and, uh, exactly. and my parents exactly. are from yeah. philly again like i said so the sixers were on my team always growing up he my first sports idol i've had a chance to meet him and interview him i met him a couple of times and he was super i mean dr j is like the coolest brother ever man you know what i mean like 
you think of a cool brother, man. Right, like that's right. just Dr. J. So yeah, yeah. he seems like a real and dude. The last person guy. whom has always, always been super cool to me, man. And people have a lot of bad things to say about him, man. But maybe you already know. I know what you're gonna say. You already because you know, man. Like, yeah, Mr. He's Mr. Money. been super cool to me, man. <laughs> like I, I one, I feel it's because um when I first met him, met him, it was at a gym hooping. And it was in the locker room at 24 Hour Fitness on Tropping uh, Trop Decatur. So he knew me there and then got to know me professionally. But I was the only brother, you know, interviewing and doing stuff on TV in Vegas. I think he kind of took a liking right, to me there. Right, right. But um, Floyd has always been cool to me, man. I ran into him in New Orleans. He was cool to me and a couple of my guys that were with me. So those are a few people, man, that were just super duper cool. I'm, I'm talking a lot, man. Sorry, but. That's awesome. No, no, I mean, I wanted to. No, that's all good. Yeah, you know, the crazy thing, to piggyback off that Floyd thing, is the same thing with, like, Kobe. Yeah, the times I've met Floyd or I've interviewed Floyd and stuff, whether it was at the radio station or I remember I interviewed him at his birthday when, um, I you guys remember the. Man, I was there that night. um, Oh, that's right. You were there. That's right. I saw you. (laughs) Exactly. So those times, he's been mad cool. Like, it's funny. So when I hear these crazy stories about him and all this stuff, I'm just like, Really? Because, like, he was nothing like what, yeah. you know, everybody portrays him to be. You know what I mean? Like, what you hear. Because it's like, yo, when I interviewed him, yeah, he was mad cool. He took a picture with me. It was his birthday. You know what I mean? He treated me like yeah. I was like, I, one I, of his I've friends. I've seen him you know be I mean? an ass so, to anybody. Like, I, and I've seen him on crazy situations publicly, you know, all over the place. And I've, he's right, always right. been super. Just like, how about this? Floyd, after his fights, he, he would take a picture not at all of them, but I mean, after his, I want to say he's Madonna, somebody. He, he went out inside the uh, MGM lobby downstairs and took pictures with fans. This is after a fight. After a fight, there's not another uh, boxer that would ever right. do something like that. It would go out and take pictures with fans after a fight at the uh, arena that he just fought at. Like, it, it just crazy. <laughs> That's what's up. That's yeah, I know. Man. I know. All right, so now we're gonna ask you a, like a non non sports question. Now you know me, me and Quabba big party is back yeah. in the day, you know our college days doing LV. Yeah, you know what I mean. So we wanted to ask you, what was your favorite club? Uh, it definitely would be uh, Opium, and then yeah, <laughs> Opium. Yeah. We were just talking about that the other day. <laughs> it's like yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And right underneath that would be Jet, <laughs> but definitely Opium first. Oh, Jet, yeah, Jet was You know what's cool about yeah, you, uh, Brian? From what I remember, you you don't nah, drink at I don't, all. Yeah, you've never like you've never been a drink. I don't know. If, I don't know if you do it socially, but from what I know, you don't drink at all. And like for, for a lot of people, even me and Darian will even say sometimes like it, it, we like to like pregame yeah. before we go out. But you have a great time without having a sip of anything. Yeah, yeah, you know? that's great. It's been like that yeah, forever, man. Dope. I just I don't know. I just decided a long, long time ago because I thought I was going to be a pro athlete or something, but that I would be. a I'd be a person that didn't drink, you know what I mean? Not because like my dad was alcoholic or no crazy something like that. I just figured I would not drink, and I never, man, I've never had a shot. I've never been drunk in my life, man. Was just, wow, wow, wow. That, that, you know, that makes me even like you even more, bro. You know, <laughs> I, I admire that. Yeah, I, did, Darian, I, I wish I could say. Yeah, Darian and I had plenty of good nights at Opium at Jet. At- uh, oh, oh, how about yeah. this one, Darian? Rum, Rum Jungle. jungle. At, uh, Rum Jungle. That was our at, spot. Uh, 
Uh, what's the what's the name yeah. of the uh, oh Trish, uh, Trist? No. Inside of Trist oh, was oh, right. Oh, yeah, I miss yeah. all those places other than Rum Jungle. Yeah, I went to. I didn't like that as much, but I've been all those places. Like Trish Jet were are close behind. How about Privé? Do you remember that? You know, I only went. That was inside of uh, yeah. Hollywood, right? Yeah. Yeah, I only I went, went there once. Yeah. Really they used to bring artists up there, man. I saw Rick Ross. I saw Method Man, um, Too Short, uh, Big Boy from Outkast. Just free little concerts up there, man. Like I used, that used to be a hot spot for real. Yeah, I don't feel like Prevay lasted for long though, but it was yeah. a cool spot. I think you're right. I think you're right. That's what's up. Okay, next question. If you were not a sports anchor or or on TV, what would you and yeah, let, let's say. And Lynn, you weren't a pro athlete either because I <laughs> said that earlier. What would you be doing if you were not in the man, sports industry? Man, that's a industry? tough one, man. Um, if I was not in the sports industry, like real – man, I would have – this is crazy. Uh, I would have loved to have been like a rapper. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got – Yo, up, man, I'll put it like this. And this is Yes, man. I, I've, I've, done, I've got I've got demos, man, like CD demos. I've actually done a, sh- a show or two before. Yeah. Oh, oh, never okay. Yeah, That's man. Crazy. Like I and I was one of the kind of dudes that um, you know, like I, I used to like people who had like uh like could actually flow, you know, like the Nas type or the um being from out west too, uh Souls of Mischief. I don't know if you even know who that is, man. Yeah, yep, yep, for sure. So, man, I like people to have lyrics. You know what I mean? Razzcast, folks that got, got a pen. So, yeah, that's me. Yeah, right. man, I got, man, please, I, I got a whole notebook. Like, I, I was, I had a little something. I would have loved to have been a rapper. <laughs> I did not expect that. I thought you were going to say, like, a teacher. No, like a, nah. You know what? <laughs> I, I, I wanted to be kind of sort of back in the day, but after doing this virtual stuff with my kids, man, I, oof, oof. <laughs> I, I always I feel like you. I always I feel like teachers have just been underappreciated. And I think now with parents having to be at home with their kids and seeing what teachers go through, they're like this like a whole new level of one thousand percent you know? times one thousand percent. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, man, Brian. The last one now is who was who was your celebrity crush growing up? Or well, even now, I know you married, but yeah, you know, no, I, mean, crush, I saw man. that question, man, because I looked through the rundown. Um, <laughs> man, I I could talk about this forever because please, we we have crushes. We all got them, man. Halle Berry. Oh yeah, married or not? It'll, yeah, exactly. They, count. I'm never gonna meet him. <laughs> right. So, yeah. um, Halle, well, you might actually meet him. Real talk. You man, might talk right. to Dana White about this, and I told him I was like, man, you can need to put me in contact with her. But Halle Berry was de- is definitely one of them. Oh, that's Darian. You got there? Yeah, oh, man. Like, oh, she woof. Woof. Um, Nia Long. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that's oh, top that, five. That's 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 me right yeah. there. That, that might be my and best. I think she's from Brooklyn. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, she's yeah. She's from New York. I don't. I, I got. Yeah, I'm pretty sure because I'm from NY. Obviously, man, I've done research, and um, my wife. I've done research. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> yes, she is from Brooklyn. Go. She is from Brooklyn. My wife likes Nia Long, man. As okay. you know, my oldest daughter's name is Nia. So. That's the, um, oh, Nia Long. That's right. that's what's up. Uh, yeah. And um, oh, that's crazy. I can't even think of her name right now. But my girl, man, from Baby Boy, like she's she's she Taraji, man. Oh, Taraji. Oh, that's Taraji's okay. Taraji, okay. Me, man. Like I, I'm a 
Taraji. Yeah. Very underrated. Yeah, Very underrated. Taraji slept on. Yes. So those are probably like my my top three. Megan Good was always up there, but I mean those are probably. Oh, you know, you and Darren yeah, are right too. now. This is this is girl. Yeah, that's I mean, my, that's my girl. Yeah, that was me too. I had I had a post of her in in my room. Quad rooms like a couple of her ooh, in college. Ooh, King I already Magazine. know. I haven't and, seen uh, it. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of, <laughs> yeah, of King Magazine, I don't sure that no, nah, I don't think so. But speaking of, <laughs> speaking of King Magazine, that was one of my crushes. Even today was was Maya, oh. and I it, coincidentally my girlfriend's well, name now funny. is Maya that's as well. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> but oh yeah, Darian knows how much I love Maya. But I would say from back in the day, Nia Long, of course, Sanaa. Yeah, Sanaa. Ooh, Sanaa she's is still bad, man. Definitely now. up there. For me. And Darian, you know who's very underrated, and we've talked about this. I've always liked no. Regina Hall too. I don't feel like people give. Yes, I agree. Yes, yes. very underrated. Yes. <laughs> you know, I was gonna say her, man, because yes, I completely agree. Completely agree. Very underrated. Oh, Regina Hall. No doubt. Yeah. Better stop, man. My wife <laughs> listening outside the door. Like, what are you talking? <laughs> <laughs> nah, well, Bill Brian, this was a lot of fun, man. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure, man. I, man. I appreciate you guys having. I'm serious when I say that too, man. I appreciate you guys having me on, man. Like, again, you guys, I, I look at you as my proteges, man. I'm super proud of you. I don't know what took you so long to ask me. I'm a little offended, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, man. Look, listen, man. In real talk. I mean, one of the reasons we doing this is because of you, man. Because of your inspiration. Because of where where we started. You know, our journey from you know meeting you and you know, like I said, just just the influence and you know, like I said, when I see one of the only black males in the industry that I ever saw coming up, you know, it it, it kind of comes full circle. You know, it led to this. Like, yeah, me and Quab talked about doing the podcast and doing it ourselves, but. We we used all our inspirations with people that we've met in the past mm-hmm. to what it is now. You know what I mean? I, yeah. So you know, Brian, you know, another thing too is you know we have we have a lot of people that are obviously big sports fan listening listening to our podcast as well. So uh, can you let them know where and especially Raider fans too? I don't know if you can let let oh. them know like where to catch some of your work or like what your Twitter handle is. Of course, like now, I appreciate you asking me that because yeah, I should always try to promote that. Yeah, um, yeah it's it's Brian. News 3LV and Brian is B R Y A N News, you know, N E W S L News 3LV. And that's my Twitter handle, that's my Instagram handle, and then just Brian Salmon is my Facebook because I put stuff on there as well. My um my public Facebook is B R Y A N Salmon S A L M O N D. News 3 baby K S N V. That's my station, man. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm humble, man. Yeah, check, 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 check out. Yeah, check out our boy, man. Everybody listening, you know, right now. Yeah, go check him out. I, even if you don't live in Vegas, you know, just go check out his yeah, work, I, man. Thank you, man. Good Again, I'm, right I'm humbled. I appreciate it. And like you said, man, I, I talk Raiders. I talk boxing, UFC, everything. Man, I'm a, I'm a sports dude, man. I'm a sports dude, sports dude. Real talk. All right, D, you know what time it is, man. We got to do our week six picks. We'll do some of our marquee games. This will be more of a rapid fire edition. Uh, you know, we'll start with the Chiefs at the Bills. The Chiefs, man, lost to the Raiders. I know mm-hmm. we talked about that earlier. Vegas, baby. Salmon. Yeah, man. But the that was an, an interesting, interesting game by the Chiefs. You know, they they kind of look uh, over the last couple of weeks, ever since that Ravens game, they they look I'll say they look beatable, but they've shown some some chinks in their armor. Um, what do you what do you think, man? Chiefs at Bills. I'm going with the Bills, man. I've told you the Bills have looked very impressive to me all year so far. Um 
I know they had the one little, you know, game where the Rams kind of came back and took the lead, but they ended up winning that game. And uh, they looked great against against my Raiders. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I'm going to go with the Bills in this one. I think the Chiefs lose two in a row for the first time probably in a long time, but I like the Bills. You know, it's so easy to go Bills here. They're obviously 4-0 for a reason. Um, I think the I think the Chiefs coming off that loss are going to be like, all right, well, you know, people are probably seeing how they can stop Mahomes and think that they can, t- you know, pass all over our defense. Right, right. I think that I think I still think the Chiefs have a really good D, and the, the Bills aren't going to win every week. I, I I'm gonna go with the Chiefs here to bounce back. Okay. All right. What about? Uh oh, we got a big, <laughs> we got a big one. I'll be honest with you, Browns at Steelers. This is the biggest regular season game for the Browns. I think in at least 10, 15 years, like Look, no joke. If the Browns can't win this, you know, I, you know, every week or every season, I always say I'm done with them, but I'm really done with them if they lose this game. So you that's know gonna, what? I don't think that's fair though. D. This is a, a four and zero team they're playing. It's not no, like they no, lose dude. Two. Yeah, at some point you have to prove that you belong. They're four and one. They beat a lot of teams that were like eh, questionable. You know what I mean? This is the game. If they can go into Pittsburgh and win this. They're for real. But I'm a, with all that being said, I'm gonna go with them. I think this is this is this is the year. This is <laughs> that Sunday will be the day that they actually go into Pittsburgh and win a football game. I'm going Brownies. Let's go. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, here's the thing. So, and no, I mean, I, I, a lot, props to the Browns, man. All jokes aside, um, they've been. I mean, they're four and one, man. I, you know, I, you know, every year I'm like, I'm not buying the hype until they actually do it, but. The Browns have never beat Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh. Big well, Ben's Carr, been Carr never beat Mahomes in Kansas City. Look right. what happened. But that was also dating back four years. This is dating back over 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, but with that said, um, you know me, until you do it, prove you can do it. I'm not going to go against it. I think it's going to be a really good game. Um, but I think the Browns are going to realize, like, all right, damn, this is a good pass rush. And, and I think that this, nobody runs on the Steelers. I don't think – I think they're going to make the Browns one-dimensional. I'm going with the Steelers, man. But it's, so that's going to be a great game, and I think the Browns are going to bring it for sure. Okay, okay. All right, Packers at the Bucks. That's a good You know one. what? I was wrong. You know, I have to admit this on, on, on the podcast, man. I was wrong about the Packers. I didn't think they would be good this year. At, at this point, I thought they'd be maybe like 500 or a little less than 500. Yo, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is playing out of his mind, and their running game, Aaron Jones, is, is a beast. Um, and their their D is not as good as it was last year, but it's still, you know, it's it's middle of the pack. It's still good. It's still good enough to win your football game. But um, yeah, man, I'm gonna roll with the Packers in this one. The Bucks did not look good in Chicago. I had them winning in Chicago, and it's like every game I have them winning, they lose, or the ones I have them losing, they win. So yeah, yeah man, I'm a, I'm gonna roll with the Packers though. Yeah, this is, this is a great game. I'm going to go with the Bucks. I think their defense is going to slow down the Packers a little bit, man. Aaron Rodgers has been incredible. He looks like prime Rodgers because yes, yeah. I think a lot of people assumed, including us, that he was a little past his prime. It doesn't mean he stopped and he's still not a really, you know, an excellent quarterback. Mm-hmm. But I always assumed he was a little past. Um, I think the Bucks are just going to kind of put a little more pressure on him. Um, they're, they're still a little banged up. I don't think, you know, I don't, I'm not sure what Devontae's um, – Adam's status is going to be in week six, but if they don't have him, I think the Bucks are going to edge them out, and I think they'll do enough to win that. Okay, okay. All right. Now we got the Rams at the Niners, man. The Niners. Now, this game was supposed to be a marquee game, but, yo, the Niners looked absolutely terrible this past week. I, I, I thought they were going to steamroll the Dolphins, but 
happened. It was the other way around. It was the other way around, dude. Garoppolo looked absolutely terrible. Now we, you and me, had a kind of like a conversation while the game was going on on text, and you made a good point. I think they rushed him back too quick. They did. I think so. And um, he looked absolutely terrible. Um, I don't know what it's, it's going to be going forward. If they, you know, look, maybe he needs to rest a little more, or you know. They're going to go with uh, – who's the back of Bathard? I don't know if I'm saying uh, his name. Uh, uh, C.J. Bathard, yeah. C.J. Bathard, yeah. But, um, yeah, the Niners are not in a good state right now. And, obviously, with that being said, the Rams are. I think the Rams have, you know, since the Bills game, have rattled off two straight. So, I'm going to go with the Rams in this one just because the Niners are kind of a mess. Yeah, the Niners are kind of a mess. Just banged up, especially defensively. You know, those Nick, the Nick Bosa injuries, uh, Richard Sherman not being there. Right, you can right. You how change their defense, you know. Mm-hmm. and we both picked the Rams to be a playoff team. And this That's is one true. of the reasons why like golf is playing really well this year. Aaron Donald had four sacks against the, against Washington in week five. Like, right. Right. Monster. So yeah, I actually think the Rams win this. They, I think they walk away with this one. I don't think it's much competition. Yep. All right. And the last game of our, of our marquee games, the Cardinals at Cowboys, man, unfortunately it's sad to see what happened to Dak, but I, yeah. I will say to you, I think, Dalton is a, is a really good backup, and mm-hmm. I, I, obviously mm-hmm. you guys won't be as explosive, but I still think you can be a playoff team, especially in that division. But who do you like? You know what? I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go with the Cardinals, but let me just say this: I think if you're if you're a Cowboys fan and you're and you, if you're hoping what the coaching staff does is that I think now is a good time to lean heavy on the running game, and I, I'm just gonna give you a stat now. Coming into before the Giants game, they were only running the ball 31 percent of the time. And that's kind of uncommon from a Cowboys. Obviously, Garrett was there the previous years, and they always were heavily on the run. They always relied on the run game to kind of open up the play action. But I think now with um, Dak being out, and I do do think Dalton is a capable um, backup, I think they need to really rely on the running game with Zeke and kind of slow games down and try to keep it close because you also want to keep your defense off the field as well because the defense is still terrible. But with all that being said, I still like the Cardinals. Um, I just think talent-wise – and offensively, they're they're a better team, and even I, I even like them better defensively. So I like the Cardinals. I think it would be a closer game than people think. I, I like the Cardinals maybe by, you know, touchdown or a little more than a touchdown. Yeah, you know, you brought up the running game, but this was one of the criticisms of Mike McCarthy in Green Bay all those yeah, years. That yeah, they, mm-hmm. they were too pass heavy, and you're starting to see examples of that already. Like, there's no reason that uh, excuse me, Zeke shouldn't be getting 25 touches a game, whether it's receiving or running the ball. Right, at least. right. You know, he's a workhorse back. He's a guy that stayed very healthy. You know, yeah, they're passing fifty nine percent of the time, thirty one percent on happened. the ground. You got to be more fifty yeah. fifty. Heck, even even fifty five forty five. Exactly. Because, uh, exactly. Remind me of your backup running back's name, but he can run the ball too. Right, Pollard. Right, exactly. Yeah, right. yeah, Pollard can run the they're ball. They're gonna have too. to lean on the running game going forward without Dak. And like I said, Dalton's a capable backup, but yeah, they're smart. You know, you you run you run the football, slow down the game, keep your defense off the off the field. And you may have some kind of success there. But if, if they continue to play how they've been playing, um, it can get ugly. I think, you know, the season can get away from them. Yeah, it can. But getting away from them is hard to say, especially playing in that division. <laughs> right. That's true. That's true. It's not like you've got a <laughs> They're team. They're division at two and three. I mean, that's, it's just crazy to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't think a loss would be vital. Like, right, um, right you know like a really bad loss i mean obviously you want to start getting on a winning side of course you know the 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 cardinals have an okay run defense they're kind of like middle of the pack they allow 124 yards a game so you can run against them Mm -hmm. 
it doesn't matter if you just stay consistent and you keep doing it. Their, their defense is, is just okay. So. I think these two games coming down for Dallas are critical because if they can find a way to win this game, they have Washington next, who is a, mm-hmm. it's a very winnable game. But then we have a tough stretch after. I think we play you guys, the Steelers, and we play some other tough teams going forward. So these two games are kind of critical coming up. If they can get some wins to kind of get at least above 500 or right at 500, they, are, mm-hmm. they won't be as in bad of shape you know, going forward. Yeah, I agree. but I do like the Cowboys, man. I think they, I think they uh, keep the momentum going. I think they do it for Dak. Right. Cool, man. Out of these five games that we went through, we have four different picks. So I like yeah, that. Yeah. When we agree to those Rams, I hope you're wrong about the Browns. <laughs> 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 but you know, the Steelers are in a good spot either way. I mean, you want to win your division game, but yeah. you know, they gonna ha- they gonna handle business. I'm confident. <laughs> hey, man, that was a great episode, man. It was nice having Brian on. No and, doubt, you know, no doubt, man. Yeah. We'll we'll definitely do it again next week, as always. All right, peace. Peace.